1: Okay, so you guys have voted for this week's episode, which is the story of Earl Leonard Nelson.
2: Ooh, He's, he's not so, an Earl.
1: His oh. name's Earl. <laughs> you like my name is Earl? That's Earl.
2: easily confused in England. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's from the US.
2: Oh, there we go there. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. We'll make him sound real fancy.
1: He was born in 1898 um, and he didn't get a chance to know his parents. So his mother died when he was only nine months old from syphilis. And uh, I didn't know you could die from syphilis, I guess.
2: Yeah. Have you not ever Googled, Google images of like syphilis patients when their nose falls oh. off and, or well, kids that are born with it? Was he born with it? Yeah. Because so. we've had people before who, when they're born with it, it makes them go
1: crazy. And Yeah. Well, I think that's definitely part of it because his mom had syphilis that she got from his father and then his mom died of it. And then about a year later, his dad, no, six months later, his dad died of it. Right, so I, I think he it mentions later that he was he had it as well, but then he was treated for it when he was young ish. So he was raised in San Francisco by his grandmother. Now she was a widow. And she was super religious, uh, but she was kind of distant, kind of overworked, kind of weary—the kind of mother I hope to be here someday. <laughs> and <laughs> what, then... <laughs> just really arsey.
2: Done with your shit. Is what, what you're gonna I, be?
1: I guess I'd still be working, so I'd just be tired and miserable all the time. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna be a TV mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, I was definitely a TV child. They're gonna be raised by cbb's and uh, that's it. Twenty-four hours nowadays.
2: Exactly. Um, <laughs> She just t- strap them down i'm just gonna straight jacket them in front of a
1: tv It'll well, be fine. Look, uh, clockwork orange
2: style <laughs> i'll do some like pre-recorded messages like "Mummy loves you but don't talk to her
1: see like, <laughs> as a psychology teacher i think i'm gonna be either hyper aware that i don't condition my children or trying to condition my children you're gonna be training them <laughs> like pavlov's dog yeah
2: what happened to wolf boy didn't because he heard his parents having sex all the time or something <laughs>
1: i don't know that freud
2: case of like the wolf boy
1: oh yeah but freud's bad shit isn't it? he was always like he
2: heard his parents having sex so now he thinks he's a wolf
1: she was pretty annoyed by uh the lack of ill's manners he was always really grubby and at dinner he'd sort of drench his food in olive oil and he'd slurp it like a beast um so drench was- it in olive oil he's <laughs> a young jamie oliver i guess I say
2: that's the mediterranean <laughs> diet we're all after
1: yeah um so and he had this really weird habit so he'd get he'd get in trouble at school and he did get excluded but also a lot of the time he'd go to school in one outfit and then he'd come home in another outfit but it was way dirtier and he also did the same when he was an adult that he'd just go that's a really it's
2: obvious what happened he pissed himself and he got something out of lost property
1: <laughs> that's
2: <laughs> yeah what. exactly i remember when i was in like gear I think it must have been year one or something, so five years old. And I threw water on myself on purpose and told the teacher I'd weed myself because there was a pair of leggings in the lost property no, that I really wanted to take amazing. home. Did you get them? Yeah. My mum was like, what have you done? I said, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, because so, I wasn't clever enough. I didn't want to say I've wet myself because I hadn't. Yeah. But my mum's like, so why have you done it? nothing (laughs) so he couldn't He couldn't even think to lie to her I got in so much trouble just because I really badly wanted these leggings did she work it out yeah she was like did you wear yourself I was like no why are you wearing the lost property (laughs) leggings because they were worth
1: despite uh being obsessed with the bible he was a little shit a lot of the time now he also had and um the article that I read this from kind of obsessed with Um, of like evidence that he was going to be a serial killer from a young age and he had a head injury age 11 so he was showing off on a bike and he fell off and he hit his head and then he became unconscious so age 14 his grandmother died so there's trauma as well Um, and
2: he had syphilis adult brain
1: yeah and he moved in with his aunt and uncle so he dropped out of school and he started doing low paid jobs really bad work ethic basically he'd go to work probably a bit late do some work get bored wander off so, not a dream employee. Like, what do you expect?
2: 20 of my chromosomes
1: are basically STIs. <laughs> well, he was also a compulsive masturbator. There we go. Um, so, he had a huge sexual appetite and he visited sex workers as a young person, which we sort of saw with the Yorkshire Ripper a bit that um there was a lot of sort of sexual appetite and spending ages and he'd daydream a lot as well which again the Yorkshire Ripper we said that he spent ages in the bathroom just for no reason
2: oh yeah yeah I'm like what's he doing in there
1: yeah so a lot of signs that he was going to be an unusual person so Earl's aunt was a bit scared of him um but she also she also loved him and wanted to look after him but he, she was kind of relieved his aunt that he'd moved, he moved moved in with his aunt and uncle. Oh, because grandma was
2: like, "Oh, you're using up all my
1: olive oil, of Yeah, no, she died. Oh, so from lack of
2: olive oil, clearly. probably.
1: So, but he did contribute financially to the household income. So she let him stay there for a while. And then he did sort of just jaunt off on these little weird road trips every now and again. And he funded those through petty theft and breaking into people's houses. So he did break into a cabin that he thought was empty at one point and the owner returned and caught him. Um, and he got two years in prison for that. So that was his first state um, state-like time in, in an institution. So he tried joining the army, um, but he didn't really enjoy it. So he dropped out, Um, this was weird, there wasn't much information, but he dropped out the first time due to burning around his anus. So he'd left, he'd been
2: like, I can't handle this anymore, how do you expect me to kill people when my bum hurts so much? Um, So then he joined the Navy. Maybe it was worms. (laughs) We've had an incident of worms at school. No. And everyone's acting like it's really normal and keeps trying to convince me, it's totally normal for kids to get worms. No, what? it isn't. There are insects crawling out of their arse. There is nothing normal about it. And if you're all convinced that it's so common, you're all dirty. <laughs> I'm not yeah. having it. You were not they won't I won't believe that this is an okay thing to happen. Shut down the school. I was like ready to burn <laughs> it to the ground. I was like, right, that's it.
0: But <laughs> well, everyone's cool. like,
2: Well, when you have kids, you'll understand. What the insects will just crawl out of people's asses and everything's fine.
1: When you have kids. I don't know anyone whose kids are had a tapeworm a tape exactly worm?
2: no like threadworms they are oh. yeah exactly so i was like well i've never had any experience of them and then was like well obviously my child hasn't either well
1: stop telling me it's common then yeah oh, it's grim. gross oh how do you even get them
2: i don't know i think you have to eat poo or something oh god or touch poo <laughs> it's a very uh, the person who got them they touch poo yeah yeah we've got some what well, they... interesting children <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't think it was very normal that he was complaining about his burning because the navy sent him to a psychiatric institution they said i don't think this is for you but we've got somewhere you can go
2: oh so they were thinking that he's just it was psychosomatic this
1: yeah they were just like this guy's weird well if you're telling everyone about your birth <laughs> yeah. i think there were probably other things as well and he was like reading the bible a lot and probably going around proclaiming things to people as well wasn't
2: it There's someone else, wasn't it Dennis Nielsen who joined the Navy and he was a little bit religious as well. Um, and then he would like get really drunk and just yeah,
1: try so. fall
2: onto men and be like, "Oh, I'm so yeah. wasted."
1: Yeah. So he spent 13 months at an institutional facility for people who weren't um, mentally very healthy.
2: Like, how much do you have to talk about your asshole to be com- like yeah. committed?
1: But in that time, he escaped three times, and in the final time, they just didn't go look for him. They're like, "Oh, he's gone." Yeah, He's I get He's that. probably cured. He's fine. Why do we keep bringing him back? Yeah. So he went back to his aunt's and she was like, oh God. So she helped him get a job at a local hospital. Now here, he met the woman of his dreams. She reminded him. Of his mother. Of his grandmother. Oh, even worse. She was 58, quiet that's and frumpy. N- that's next level when sure. you've got granny issues. Yeah. So he very quickly, I mean, she's 58. He's what? Okay, so she's a young grandma. Twenty. He's 20. oh no this woman is 58 she's 58 so he's she's a lot older um he proposed she said yes um he was a terrible husband basically he moved in with her and then started to act like a teenage boy but then also wanted to shag her all the time
2: well i was thinking about this and i've always been a bit like oh age gap gap relationships no way but if i get divorced and i'm in my 50s like like now, I would never date a boy younger than me. But if I get divorced and I'm in my fifties, sixties, and I could hook up with a twenty-year-old, yes, <laughs> I'm going to. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to care anymore about how immature they are. I'm just going to be getting mine. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I still could not do it. Even when you're old, like if you're really old and like your options are date other old men or date yeah. some young hotties.
1: I'll, I'll cross that date some young hotties
2: and wash up for them like, maybe to clean up I'll
1: go there um so one day he had a fainting spell on a ladder then fell down hit his head again went unconscious so he was a little bit strange up until this point but this is when the violence began so um there's an assumption that maybe it had something to do with this head injury and a lot of them a lot of our behavior is controlled by our frontal lobe so there's a good chance that some injury to it could cause of personality change and preference change he pretended to be a plumber one day to enter the home of charles and mary summers now he was 24 and he has little sister mary was 12 and they were both in the house and he said i'm a plumber i've got to do some work i'm going to do it in the basement she was down there 12 years old and then he just went off and left her alone he went oh she's playing down here fine plumbers working fine and went off like left the house no went upstairs oh okay so he starts trying to strangle her and um, she screams out and then the brother comes down and chases him out of the house. So then he informs the police, there's a big ch- police chase and he's caught and taken to jail. Um, and while he's in prison, he, use, like, he uses his fingernails, he plucks out his eyebrow, all of his eyebrows with his fingernails and he claims he can see things on the walls. So he's taken to hospital and he's diagnosed as a psychopath but also... Um, they obviously have some more concerns with him stays there for four years and then he's released doesn't really say why he's released so he didn't actually kill Mary he just no. attempted to yeah. so then he now began what made him known as the dark strangler God. he just needs to be kept busy like if the eyebrow thing worked for a while just be like <laughs> right now
2: start on your legs we've got yeah. another few years out of them
1: yeah um, so he knocked on a boarding house to inquire about a room and she let him in um and then later on, her body is found by her husband. She's been propped up on the toilet after having been strangled. And um, what what he does is the same for all of these murders. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about the crimes, but you strangle, like positioning
2: the body. Is it?
1: strangle, has sex with the body, and then like leaves. That's okay. that's what he does. So two weeks later. So there's no evidence as to who it was. Don't know. Two weeks later... I just didn't know if there was some
2: relevance to the fact that he'd propped her up on the toilet and left her, like... I think he just thought it was funny. Like, doing a weird, like, Madame Swords afterwards. Like, i just (laughs) put them in a position. I
1: don't know. Um, So two weeks later, nearby in San Jose, same again, boarding house, strangled the woman, naked from the waist down. He'd had sex with the body. So between 1926 and 1927, he killed 22 women and... Rape the bodies um, and we know that he had sex with the bodies after death because one guy actually walked in on him while he was doing it and it goes into a little bit of detail about he was like oh I thought they're they're going at it and then I saw that she wasn't really me and obviously he's like Like, how long were you watching? (laughs) Oh it's just foul it's so awful and a lot of them were quite older ladies because they're landladies as well so he's targeting women like late 40s early 50s late 50s and most of the crimes took place in San Francisco in Portland he carries on with that And then he travels over the border to Canada where he met 14-year-old Lola Cohen who he somehow just met on the street, talked her into coming back with him to his rented room. And again, he strangles her um, and leaves her body just under the bed and just leaves the room. A few days later, he breaks into a family home where Catherine Patterson lives with her husband and sons. He breaks into there, murders Catherine, hides her body under her bed, leaves again, goes off. Her husband comes home and he's got the boys with him and his wife's missing. So he reports his wife missing. Um, and then obviously he's worried. Oh my um, God, how awful that she's there
2: the whole time. Yeah. Puts the <gasps> boys like to the bed.
1: That's like the stuff of horror, Phil. It's so horrific. And then he he he's going to go to bed. He kneels down beside the bed to say a prayer for her and spots her jumper underneath the bed and finds her body. And like he was praying, like, oh, I hope she's found. And then he finds her. That's not, that's the not worst a time irony. to just... It's
2: not a time to start believing in miracles.
1: No, no. <laughs> um. So they trace they trace Earl back to the boarding house. but And then they go in and obviously it stinks in there. They find the body of Lola under that bed. So it's massive, massive news, big chase. Uh, they've obviously they've already known there's a murder on on the run, but they didn't know he was in Canada at this point. They'd been looking for him in America. Um so word spread, his image is spread around, and then a shop owner sees him when he comes in and informs the police of oh, the guy who looks like the guy that you're looking for. Um so police quickly catch up with him just a mile away. But so they take him into police custody and they take him to a cell to sort of deal with in the morning and he's really really convincing and nice he's like oh no i'm not the guy you're looking for um oh how awful though if there's anything i can do obviously i'm gonna help you out i'm I'm definitely not him but i'm happy to stay here and they're like oh we've we got the right guy look under the bed so they they keep him though and they put him in the cell he's got no fucking eyebrows they leave him overnight the next day, the cell door is found open and empty and he's gone. What? So he'd basically... It sounds like an escape the room game. He found a wire and picked the lot. I didn't even... I thought that was one of those myths that you yeah, can actually just jiggle a lock Really around. weird. They find him, again, a local farmer starts like chatting to him and he's really chilled out. He's like... Um, doesn't mention the murders, but he's just seemed really blasé and cool about everything. But... He recognises him from their circulation. Obviously, they're looking for an American. It's Canada. people. It's a time when people... It's their 20s. Um, So there's not as many people travelling around. Um, And then they take him in again. And eventually, after a lot of questioning, he admits to the murders. um, And he's hanged in 1928. So really quickly after he's caught processed hanged done
2: well once you start realizing like okay so he's been institutionalized and escaped three times he went to jail and was let out he went to got into jail and escaped the cell like they're just like just yeah, hanging out. Yeah, just let out
1: so that's the story of earl leonard nelson a massive serial killer that i've not really heard yeah, of 22
2: Killed... women yeah in that short period of time
1: loads awful so i hope you enjoyed that because it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> just your, your your fault they're dead bye